Welcome to Vomiting Rainbows. Uh, on this episode, uh, we talk about Mormons a lot. In fact, we talk about it so much that we split it into two episodes. So the mm-hmm. first is all about Mormons, uh, and then the second, uh, Mormons and Elizabeth Smart and her whole. We really deep dive into like what happened to her uh, because of her new uh, TV show that had just come out. A lot of details, LDS sound system, and a whole bunch more. The whole LDS sound system was really great the other night too. Mm-hmm. Um, we then split it into a second section on just really random facts about uh, the unfortunate, well, fortunate demise. Very, yeah, very yeah, fortunate yeah, yeah. Uh, demise. Person. Unfortunate person, fortunate demise of Charles Manson. Um, and then we talk about people who have uh, di- disappointed us with their approaches to women. An abundance of disappointment uh, on this uh, this week's episode of Vomiting Rainbows. But very interesting facts, so listen and enjoy. Yeah, Ben will be our mascot. The Benz. The Benz. Ooh, like a Radiohead play? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, the Benz. Look at you. The B-E-N-S. You're already getting started. That's really, yeah. Never never turn this baby off. Never turn it off. There's so much magic coming through. Yeah. Magic coming through my baby. Yeah, so... That could be a lyric you guys use. It could be a lyric. We're just we're just shooting the shit about music. Starting off. So if you're wondering what we're doing, we're just shooting the shit about music. We're starting. We're starting off strong, talking about music. Shooting Uh, the shit, by the way. Shooting the shit. Like, did people ever? I mean, this is going to be a really gross start to a show, but it is vomiting. Go to the bathroom. Do they like poop? Put their poop on a fence and then try to like you know like you shoot cans. Yeah. Is shooting. that shooting the? Sh- I mean, it's it, like it, does it come from shit talking? No, I think yeah. It, it I, I assume it comes from shit talking. You would think, yeah. Or but shit. where does shit talking come from? Shit talking means that, that you're talking a bunch of bullshit out of your ass. You're talking out of your ass, right? So then talking out of your ass came from farting, like the. <laughs> <laughs> so your your words are as valuable as wind leaving wind. your rectum, and probably just as bad. Got it. I I. Unfortunately, I don't feel like we've solved this, but I think we're really like we're really close, close, and I'm not sure it's worth. Is I it? think it's I think it's better having it be like a Charlie Kaufman or a Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson thing, where there's stuff for interpretation, right? Versus like a Steven Spielberg of we're gonna like kind of define what emotions you're gonna have in this situation. Okay, but what are what do we just do? Is that etymology? That's what you the, the little green uh, the little things you get before you eat sushi. <laughs> There's a study of those? Yeah, there's a study of that. Oh, That's perfect. That's interesting. It's either, I think entomology is the study of insects. Sure. And etymology yeah. is the study of words. Yeah, you'll never get an answer from me of any of the things that just came out of your <laughs> mouth, but I appreciate you saying them. And, and etymology is yeah. what you yeah, get I can right say I can talk to you about etymology. All day long. Yep. Um, this is Vomiting Rainbows, <laughs> episode number 46. Uh, it's a darker news bat- cast where I tell my co-host Joe... Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the one one legged legend. Yeah, still got one leg. Well, I got yeah, yeah. He, I'd say it's one and a half at this point. It's one and a half. Yeah, because uh, I can kind of walk on the other leg. Yeah, he uh, he fucked up one leg. Yep. Yep. And he's he's hoping not to fuck it up again. Yep. Uh, ended his basket- on wood. Ended his basketball career. Yeah, it's uh, too. I don't know. I mean, I think that you know the Warriors will will do okay, but I think come playoffs they could have used a uh, yeah. Well, you were about a to get really average small school high school level uh, shooter who could probably not even make it to the rim from three point range. Yeah, but I thought you, I thought the Cavs were like going to recruit you. 
Well, that's true. I could probably I could probably play off the bench in the Cavs. And and that's about as far as I'm going to be able to go with any sports knowledge whatsoever. Nice. Good job, though. Thank, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to tell you some stories that you know nothing about, and you're going to spit them back in a colorful rainbow. Awesome. Uh, so do you ever feel like a liar if you actually say a story that I do know something about? Or am I supposed to claim that? D- yeah. Is that like when you play those escape from... You know those games that are like really popular now? It's escape from whatever. Yeah. The escape room. Right. And once in a while, people if you if you've done it before, yeah. you just like rule. You rule. Yeah, and for sure, people are trying to like go on a date, say oh, they've yeah. never done it, and just act like they're the smartest person in the world, get a second date, and end up being a moron. I, I, <laughs> You're I like never, I've done that. I have not tried that, but okay. it's a great idea. Yeah, you um, can take that, man. Okay. Uh, thanks. Um, You're welcome. Why don't Why don't we jump right in and talk about LDS? Fair. <laughs> the they just played two nights at the Bogram Civic. LDS sound system. <laughs> Sorry, I just want. To, I was thinking this whole show I could make stupid jokes about about words and yeah. letters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can definitely. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're 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 really talking about the place down the street, the Latter Day Saints. Oh, got it. Mormon. Got it. Yep. Mormons. What do you know about Mormons? Great people. Great people. At times. At times. Uh, Not all the time. There's a bug. Um, um, I've I've. Uh, <laughs> God, you got to make this shit so personal sometimes. See we now, did. if I, well now if I talk about my personal experience no, with Mormons, think, it's going to be personal. No, I think you have to talk about your personal. No, experience. but then like what if that person? So I've had some experience with Mormons, uh-huh. and I think uh, I mean actually, yeah, wonderful people. They had a swear jar, which I thought was kind of cool. I, I want to hear more about the Mormons. Well, what was your experience? This person with- had a swear jar, so anytime someone would swear, you'd have to put money in this jar, uh-huh. and I think she made the good money from that. Because a lot of people <laughs> swore. Swear. This is in radio. A lot of people. Oh, they, you know, because is, because the thing is with like broadcast radio, uh-huh. you're so attuned to not swear on the radio. But oh, then absolutely. when you're off the radio, you're like spit firing shit fest. I was just last night talking to Eric from the limousines. Oh, sure. And he was telling me about his experience in radio. And one of the guys that um, he worked with had this term i can't remember what it was but it was basically like trying to get people out as quickly as possible when they were fired mm. because they wanted to get them out because a lot of them could go on the go, air go on the air and yeah. be like they could walk in and go fuck fuck shit shit yep. fuck and then that's like a million dollars in fines and it's crazy because there have been instances that i've witnessed personally with and definitely not naming names here, but with let's say some of like the one of the most significant. Sorry, Eric, talks, for naming your no, name. No, not Eric. <laughs> uh, one of, like one of the most significant probably talk radio stations in the country. When you lose names that are have been there forty years, even those people, they're still. And they, I guess it depends on the company, but like I've seen someone who's been on the air for forty years, like a legend, uh-huh. have to deal with that same instance. Yeah, where they bring him into a room. And they're like, okay, you're no longer working here. Here's your severance. Here's this. You're never and it's and it's tough because forty years. Think yeah. about think about the personal relationships. Now it's a one way relationship in radio usually, where right. where the listener is not always interacting, though there is email and calls. But for the most part, you have these like crazy connections with people, and you're not even saying bye. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. It's it, it's it's hard too. Like yeah. um, uh, Mike, who also does our podcast. Yeah. Um. He uh, um had a huge Facebook presence under um, his uh, radio moniker. Right. And Facebook did that thing. Remember when they were like, oh, you can't, you have to use your real name. 
And so they just, oh, right. so they killed his account. Just deleted and, the whole thing. And he just lost all access to that. Yeah, that's right, insane. Right before he left a previous radio station. Yeah. So all those people, he just disappeared to them. Yeah, that's a big deal. What yeah. do they say? Don't build your... Don't build your uh, castle on someone else's sand. Yeah. Don't don't float your boat in someone else's river. Don't uh, don't trim your tree in someone else's yard. What's the, <laughs> what's the right saying? There's a don't, saying there. Where it's like, you know, because that happened to a lot of people on Facebook or someone where you build a company on that, which a lot of people do. Don't dip your pen in the company ink. No, don't. <laughs> that's the fish off the company pier thing. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. It, I feel like this show is becoming what we don't know. With Doug and Joe. What, rhymes. We, what we don't know. What we don't know with, with Doug, Doug and Joe. Joe. Yeah, that'd be great. So LDS. All right. So um, they have these things called, um, I think it's called tits. Tits? T- they have tits. <laughs> um, and you only get to go to heaven if you give them 10% of your income. Wait, this is, this is real? This is real. Holy so you're shit. supposed to give 10% of your uh, income. Yeah. Every time, you know, like when you go to church. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, you're going to hell. Right. But is it you're going to hell or are you in limbo? Uh, well, you don't get to go. like. So they don't say you're going to hell. They say you're not getting into well, heaven. Well, they have several different types of heaven. So if you're <laughs> good, 90% of your income yeah, heaven? Yeah. So if you go, they, they see it as like planets and there are different yeah. gods on different planets. Okay. And like. If you're pretty good, you go to one planet. If you're really good, you go to another planet. Okay. And then if you're like uh, a church deity, like a person in the church, yeah, like a deacon or whatever yeah, they yeah. call them, right? Then you get to go to the super cool place. Nice. But if you're Which women, is like Capri. But if you're women, you basically you just birth spirit babies in heaven. But are but you don't know what what? No, I don't. I, don't think, I think or you go to like spirit baby, baby girl. Yeah, you go to girl girl wow. baby heaven. Okay. Okay. That's. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, kind of rough. Yeah. Um, so is that that entire dark news topic? Because that's pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, uh, they also believe that uh, um, Native Americans are uh, descendants of H- ancient uh, Israelis. Hmm. Um, and that dark skin is a sign of God's curse. Well, and like- white skin is a sign of God's blessing. I didn't know any of this, man. There, oh, there's even more. Um, now are we ta- so we define and this is again coming from a very ignorant perspective because I'm not super familiar with Latter-day Saints. Uh is this an Old Testament New Testament type like are you are you pulling from current universally accepted I'm sure well, there's a, a spectrum in anything granted uh-huh. but is the information now that you're pulling from like a more traditional sect of I don't know if that's the right word to use uh Latter-day Saints or is this like Primarily, this generally accepted in, in general the th- the most current writings of the religion. This is general Mormon principles, wow. uh, and most of them they don't want anyone outside the church knowing. So, are we going to get killed? Is this like? I, I mean, possibly. God. Um, Jesus they, Christ! Uh, using a magic egg stone. How did you find all this? Uh, it's all over the internet. Okay, yeah, so they're yeah. not good at keeping a secret. Apparently. No, okay. not at all. Um, using a magic egg stone and magic glasses. Uh, given to him by the prophet slash angel Moroni, mm-hmm. literally moron eye, <laughs> um, and looking into a hat, Smith created Mormonism. Or the I Mormon it was Brigham faith. Young. Well, no, Brigham Young is later. Oh, got it. Um, or I think he was like, I don't know, 
I'm going to get this wrong. Sure. Like uh, a descendant I, of Smith. No, I think he was like the guy who followed up Smith. Like Got Smith it. was like eventually like not accepted. Yeah. The creator of the religion. Right. So you would think that would make that all bunk. Yeah. But, but they just kept going. Wow. Um, probably because they were getting 10% of everybody's income. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to cut that off. Um, uh, he looks into a hat, red uh, gold plates, and created the religion. But he didn't really have to see the gold plates because mm-hmm. he could look into the hat with his magic glasses and look at the egg. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, though, like Ten Commandments and all that stuff, it's it's very aligned, except yeah. that that has been oh, more he, so accepted as like an older right. version of thought, maybe. Uh, oh, it's... In, I, in, in certain parts of the I, religion. I would say it's equally, <laughs> you know, right. climbing up a hill. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not very religious. Yeah. So. Um, uh, and then nine people say they saw these gold plates, but only with their spiritual eyes. <laughs> Sweet. Of which eight of it's them. Like Google Glass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, of which eight of them were eventually excommunicated and were re- related to um, okay. Smith. So um, Ben just edited some of the podcasts. Yeah, so. apparently Ben is Mormon. Uh, yeah. He, he's like enough's enough yeah. dog hold on what do you got to say Ben no, okay. he's, he's, now he's going to be quiet after oh, he wow he, he went way down there um, so yeah well, well um, what else do you know about Mormonism <laughs> <laughs> stall stall <laughs> um, I think I think we're at, I mean I think they're the, their choir is damn good the okay. tabernacle choir oh yeah um, yeah yeah Real, real quality stuff. I think they're, I think as creepy as I get in the vibe of their um, uh, buildings sometimes. Right. Their temples. I, I do think they're pretty cool. And I've heard You've a rumor, gone in one. No, but it, like just driving by them because yeah, like, you'll see them in, you know, there'll be these massive temples in a major city and they're so, and I've been like through, you know, Utah cities and like they're so powerful because there's this like sharp white in the middle of this like big city and then they'll have like the little gold figurine yeah and i've heard i don't know if this is true at all i've heard (laughs) i've heard a random rumor someone told me that there's a belief that there will be a moment where there's like a uh like a battle and Uh those little like gold figurines like will come to life and they like are protectors of the temple that might not be true um right but yeah, that's something I heard. So I always kind of thought those little figurines are kind of trippy. Okay, I could have just beatboxed for that thirty seconds. You could have just beatboxed. I mean, I, yeah, badly, but that would have been pretty awesome. Um, so Mormons also have this thing that they believe that the only people who experience true love and get to go to heaven together are those people who are married in the church. Mm-hmm. If you're married outside the church, you experience a lesser relationship right so we're probably never going to experience noted noted so you might want to get married in the lds church got it um also while they have denied this completely that they they have they do not believe in um the purality of marriage Mm -hmm. um smith and anybody who is a prophet Mm -hmm. or a head of the church um those people uh whatever they say becomes part of the religion. Wow. So they can say like you, Dude, what if like Trump became 
Latter-day Saints. Oh, it would be That insane. would just be incredible amounts of interesting information that is horrible for the world added to their religion. Yeah, well, one one um, of the heads of the church said that um, children should not play on Sunday. <laughs> so children aren't allowed to play on Sunday. That, that's where it sits currently. Yeah, that's where it sits when currently. When did that happen? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think in the 70s, but okay. it's, you know, basically. So the children haven't played one day a week for 40 years yeah 47 years and as a kid you know sunday's like a pretty big that's play a day. good play day that's a really that's like right before the week starting you're ready to blow out a lot of energy i mean maybe that's how sunday morning cartoons became so popular because the kids couldn't play they had to just watch cartoons probably and maybe this person had like an inside deal with with sesame street or <laughs> or roger rabbit or Perhaps. no damn it i can't rocky the raccoon but no and well, woody the woodpecker that's what i was trying to think of I don't even know where you were going it's with It's a that. great show. It is a great show. He was like, bah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like the woodpecker version of uh, Porky the Pig. Okay. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. They all had their catchphrase. Stuttering animals. Yes. That's adorable. Also a good band name. A stuttering animals. Dude. Yeah. Don't take it. That's a serious look you're giving me there. Yeah. I like it. Um, so... Um, the other thing that uh, almost everyone knows about LDS is, of course, the fact that they do not, uh, they abstain from drinking alcohol, um, caffeine, caffeine, um, tobacco. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is they're not allowed to have hot beverages. Oh, I didn't know that. Which I'm totally cool with because I don't like hot beverages. Really? No. I don't like it. Coffee? Why? No. Ugh. Tea? Hot tea? You're all about your iced tea. Lu- lukewarm. Interesting. Max. So wait, when's the last time you had a warm beverage? A, like I, I mean, I'll have a warm, I'll have a lukewarm beverage, but I don't like a hot beverage. I mean, what's a lukewarm beverage then? At, at, at Starbucks, it's child temperature. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? So you say I would like a latte, child's temp? Yeah. Exactly. Oh God. What? No, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable in my own sexuality. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks. Uh. Interesting. That's just like, where do you think that came from? I just don't like hot things. Yeah, but I mean, where did that come from? It Is came it from your, burning my cold blooded. No, it did, so it came. Did you have like a really bad? No, it just did, every did you time eat a piece of pizza that was like really many, hot as a child and was just like ah. No, just think about like well, a hot pockets. I mean, you you've done good. that. Yeah, Everyone, love, everyone's burnt it up. I feel like you more so burn your tongue on like I say, pizza, hot pockets. You know, your nice uh, chicken bake from Costco, if you will. But uh, for the most part, liquid because Totino's, you can feel pizza rolls. absolutely any anything that's like this weird thick pastry with like right. gooey cheese in the middle. You're pretty like high percent chance of risk. Right. Liquid, on the other hand, most of the time you can hold the you know you get and you can see the steam. You have a lot of cues you can work with. Right. So I I feel like you know I feel like there's been time for you to re appreciate and I don't want to change who you are. I don't want to sit here and criticize. Don't and, you know I'm not I'm not. But I just would I I think it's intriguing. That you know, a uh, a man of such refined taste as yourself has has chosen to not revisit the uh, warm liquid market. I like that you keep scooting back away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be at the front I, door I'm of my house. I'm an person. I, I can't right. really defend myself very well these days, <laughs> okay. um, physically or emotionally. So, so uh, this great prophet who created. So this, you're not gonna answer this question, though. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm gonna keep going. Right, fair. Um, so the book of Abraham, also known as the book of breathing. Uh, <laughs> It is uh, was translated by Joseph Smith, um, and it was 
actually brought over from mummies and on papyrus and hieroglyphics. Damn. Um, he being the great scholar that he is, um, he translated that and that became that book of breathing. Um, years later, the LDS uh, in the 20th century allowed the top researchers to translate this. Mm-hmm. Um, the papyrus. The papyrus. Um, and what they said about his translation was uh, one uh, uh, from Oxford University said, this guy is a complete fraud. Um, London University said, this is an absurd translation. Um, the University of Chicago said, it's absolutely translated by an ignorant person. Um, the uh, A person from... Brown University said a work whose explanations are completely wrong. Um, the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Arts um, uh, translator said it was a work of pure fabrication. Dang man! And uh, the this Western problematic. the Western Theological Seminary said it's a work of pure imagination. Hmm. While the LDS says that Joseph Smith was highly eth- ethical, truth thinking, truth seeking law-abiding person um the his neighbors who knew him before anything in the church said he was um a con artist who made up stories about seeing uh seeing stones that could find treasure and often ripped off his neighbors relatives uh other farmers in town telling them that there was treasure on their property wow um he was uh, one local, um, like, uh, I guess, sheriff said um, that he was watched every time he entered a home or store because he and his family would steal anything they could get their hands on. And uh, one of his other neighbors said they were the lowest of the low. So now was this before, because you said the the church basically, or not the church, but the LDS this basically was, pushed him out and then Brigham Young brought it back years later. Is this information yeah, exactly. a part of that? Like uh, that's what caused him. They realized this, like his, <laughs> he had maybe not the best uh, character. Uh, well, one there. And uh, as you said, like Mormons in general mm-hmm. are very um, devout people. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the former leaders of the Mormon church said, mm-hmm. we need to get to the bottom of this because if in the 1850s, he, mm-hmm. they said if he has lied or misrepresented um, what he has done, then right. he has pulled a con over on millions of people and it could affect millions of lives. Yeah. And we shouldn't be doing this. So when uh, was that said? That was like in the 1850s. Okay. Okay. So uh, they I, got over that. Yeah. They got over that. Yeah. They're, they're cool with it. Now. Okay. Um, so. Um, Let's let's step. Yeah, up. this is a this is a real big like preface. It or is. is this this is a, it is, but I, I think you'll appreciate it because I think the backstory maybe is necessary here. All right, so let's talk about Elizabeth Smart. <laughs> so Elizabeth Smart uh, last week uh, released her autobiographical mini series, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically her abduction and a study on how not to create uh, and do an investigation. <laughs> okay. Um, so you know about Elizabeth mm-hmm. Smart. Um, so uh, I met somebody who, uh, just kicking around this idea of the story, I met somebody who was an ex-Mormon who is now uh, living outside of the church and is absolutely was stunned 
that Elizabeth Smart is still part of the faith. Interesting. Because um, when you're in the church, as we said before, you're considered less valuable than men. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're when you've been church, tortured and oppressed as she was, mm-hmm. why would you go back to a religion mm-hmm. that's oppressive to you? Yeah, but thinking about what she, like the trauma and the level of what she went through, like emotionally, I don't know. Like it's right. probably hard to make any decision, let alone the best decisions for yourself. Yeah, so like... You're like brainwashed on some level. Yeah, I, it, but so watching this, her her story uh, was, it, it was really, uh, you've got to think, as John Walsh said uh, from uh, America's Most Wanted, what, yeah. what he said was, you have no right, no one has the right to judge right. her or her decisions because she was 14 when this occurred. Um, and uh, she felt like this person who had done this to her uh, had far-reaching capability. He had snuck into her house, taken her from the bed right by her sister, and then taken her into the woods and held her captive and said that he could get to her family at any time and kill them, which he had already proven. He had been in the house. He had walked out the front door, like right by the parents' bedroom. So... Um, She was 14 when she was abducted in Salt Salt Lake City um, by Brian Mitchell and um, uh, Wanda uh, Varzee. Her sister was the only witness, um, and she pretended to be asleep because she was so afraid of what was going on. So could you imagine kind of the guilt that her sister probably has? Yeah, but I mean, what is her sister going to do in them, like with grown people... Oh, nothing. Like, I, but, yeah. but absolutely, you'd live with that your entire life. Well, either that or, you know, he would abduct her too. Yep. And yep. that or, would be maybe worse. even worse. Or kill her and then take her sister. I mean, you have no idea. And yeah. at 14, you have no idea what yeah. to do. You run into your parents' room if you hear something. So, um, but she stayed asleep until later in the morning and then went and, go, went and got her parents. And her parents thought she was having a bad dream. Uh, but they came up to investigate. They went down actually to the kitchen, mm-hmm. and when they went to the kitchen, uh, they saw a cut in the screen, and that's when they realized that this was bad. It's Something, yeah. and and the only reason the window was open, and this is um, what I think her mom said a lot, which she you can tell she feels guilty about, which for no reason whatsoever, she left the window open because she burned potatoes because. Um, Elizabeth had a huge concert that night and they were running late. And she, yeah. So there's a lot of that. But then, of course, the police came in. The whole family, the, her whole community came in and was in the house that they had just been abducted from and completely contaminated the crime yeah. scene. Um, it, it's stunning what happened there. Yeah. Like, the one of the police officers just said, I've never seen a worse negligent case of, he said, younger cops are on the night shift. They went to this call, thought it was nothing. And then when they went in and found out it was something. So they thought it was a runaway, right? Or something. Initially, yeah. They, they weren't sure, but yeah. it, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they allowed the family just to continue around there. And at one point, Elizabeth Smart's father said, shouldn't, you guys be like stopping people from going in here. Like he said, he almost touched the counter where the screen was mm-hmm. 
uh, and he didn't because he was like this. What if we need what fingerprints? If, what if we need yeah. fingerprints? Yep, yep, yep. And it, it was just crazy. Um, so while while they're walking up the hill, um, uh, Mitchell tells uh, Elizabeth that she's going to have company soon. Like he's going to start kidnapping other people. Oh God! Um, and he starts talking about neighborhoods and things of that nature. And she actually mentions, oh, my cousin lives in that neighborhood. And that's... Is this now just coming out? I don't remember most of this. I, it probably came out. And, so she wrote a book a this while back. It's mostly from the book. Uh, it's all mostly from the book. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how active she was. Well, yeah, she was very active in this because she was talking throughout the whole thing. But... Um, it it was just like real. I mean, you couldn't even imagine what she was going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then she was taken up into the hills. She was forced to put on a gown um, and take off all of her like undergarments, yeah. and then she was immediately raped. And it was like you know the start of something that was horrible. Um, so uh, she was up in the woods for several weeks um, and mentioned her cousin. Um, he said, okay, uh, I was actually, God spoke to me and I'm going to have to go get your cousin. Now. Um, and then now she's living with a, her own regret and now thinking that she's put her cousin into danger. Um, she was taken. T she, he started actually taking her to town where her father, like right by her father. Um, they put a veil on her. Um, and he started forcing her to drink wine, which is against her religion. And she's also 14 still? Yeah, still point? 14. Yeah. Um, this all happened, I think, with, like in nine months. So she, I don't think she turned 15 during that time frame. Uh, but um, he once took her into town and she went to uh, a party, like an underground Salt Lake City party that was non-LDS. Um, and he gotten the Mitchell got into an altercation um, with a bunch of punk kids at this party, and the punk kids like actually were trying to get uh, Elizabeth to remove her veil, and and he was like s starting with them and like saying as they said all this religious talk, yeah. and they wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um. So. Um, one of the guys pulled Elizabeth like to the side and told her that um, she was like a really, that this guy seemed like a really bad dude and he needed to get away from her. Um, and that was it. He really, he was talking on the documentary like, I, I should have done more. He felt really remorseful. He now has two daughters and he was just destroyed. That There's a picture of him at the party with Elizabeth Smart. And it's like one of those ones that they released right after they, um, got her, yeah. uh, or they found out what, what had happened. Um, around this time, the police um, honed in on this guy, Richard Reese, who was uh, outed as a criminal who worked for the Smart family. He'd stolen a bunch of jewelry from them. There was inconsistencies in his story, and he became like a suspect. Hmm. But his girlfriend at the time said, he was at home with me. There's no way he did this. This is absolute nonsense. Right. Um, 
and they just started grilling him like nonstop. Uh, on one trip to town, uh, he was she was she and Mitchell were in a library, um, and while they were in a library, a, a detective came right up to Elizabeth Smart and said, "I want to talk to you, and I want you to pull your veil off." Whoa! And um, Mitchell said, "Absolutely not." The only people who are allowed to see her without her veil on are myself, her husband, and her father. And the detective kind of talked to him a little bit more, but let him go. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, and she... But that, again, has got to be, I mean, not not fully accredited, but partially accredited, just like the level of like rules and, and religious overtone that are oh, in these places are, are at a point that you... Say, like when you sense that there might be some level of ignorance when someone is responding to you with that level of confidence, then right. you don't want to stumble into that place of political incorrectness or religious incorrectness and get in trouble. Uh, especially in Salt Lake City. Exactly, which is uh, I'm sure what that what the great um, sheriff was thinking. Right, um, and he was at this time he was going by the name Emmanuel, <laughs> uh, and that's what he gave the police officer. Yeah. Um, so uh, then and. October. So this is about, and Elizabeth Smart at that point from the library said, if she had grabbed the cop, it would have saved her six months of abuse. Now, does she talk about, I mean, and again, there's no way you can even begin to imagine the decisions, but does she touch on her thought? Like, was the thought process just, I can't do anything, or she felt like she maybe wasn't even beginning to imagine acting on things, or she wasn't thinking anything, well, or was she thinking, like, she maybe was. I should reach out and grab the cop? She, she was, she wanted to scream. Yeah. Um, and... But the fear was so much. Well, no, what she thought is, uh, what if they don't believe me, right. and let and him go, go, because exactly. he's been let go several times before. Right. Like, when they first came in, they passed a police officer when she was first abducted. The police didn't do anything. Right. He he had been stopped before in question. So she was thinking about it. She just didn't think it would work, or she wasn't sure it would work, and then she'd be screwed. Right. Yeah. But this did this really rattled Mitchell, Brian Mitchell, and he uh, or Emmanuel uh, Emmanuel. Um, it it really rattled him, and so then they made plans, and he started panhandling like crazy. Um, that's how he was getting money. He said he was getting devotionals, but he was really just going down and panhandling. Um, and they were literally living in tents in the mountains, oh, in the woods. Um, and it was, you know, I can only imagine the conditions were terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, so they then took a bus to San Diego um, where they camped out. Uh, and she said it was like uh, that fire swamp in Princess Bride. The oh, place yeah. that they yep. stayed. Yep. She said it was full of like crazy bugs and animals. And it was just terrible wow um and uh so they were in san diego um and that's when um they released a sketch of the drifter that they wanted to talk to um and of the drifter emmanuel mm-hmm. um and <laughs> san diego police refused to put up the picture because they're like uh this is not pertinent to us so he broke um, he broke into a church and slept there overnight. And when he woke up, the police came, arrested him, and took him to jail. He went through the whole booking process 
they didn't find anything from his fingerprints or because he had never been arrested before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they let him go. And if they had had that picture, they would, it would have said wanted in connection and it looked just like him. And at that point they, they already knew because um, when they were out, she, the Emmanuel or Brian had done work for the smart family before. That's how it like roof work one Mm -hmm, day. mm -hmm. Um, And the daughter put it all together and was like, I think it was this guy. And the police ignored that. Holy smokes. But they said they kind of put this together. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll at least say that we want to talk to him. And so they only put wanted in connection with questioning mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Elizabeth Smart. And the, the San Diego cops just completely dropped the ball on that. Um, so well, what year is this? This is still the same nine months. First, nine uh, months. this is now like, starting into 2003. Okay. Um, so uh, while he was down getting booked in, Elizabeth and uh, the wife mm-hmm. were up in the hills <laughs> without food or water for three days. Damn. And she said she was so hungry and thirsty that they had like this bathroom pit that they threw stuff in, like garbage yeah. and poop and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that bathroom pit she remembered that she had a grapefruit and the skin might still be in there and she started to look through oh my god to see well, you're getting like delusional at that point yeah too, especially without water yeah so i mean horrifying situation and then he comes back up on the third day with a, a half-eaten bucket of chicken and like eats it in front of them and then like after like 30 minutes says oh do you guys want some food <laughs> This guy's a fucking dick. Um, uh, yeah, on the highest of ever uh, yeah. levels. Um, so America's Most Wanted puts us, uh, like, the cops say, don't release this information. It will, to the smart family, hmm. like, your thoughts about this guy. Um, and Walsh is talking to the father. Right. And he says, hey, we think it might be this guy, but the cops won't let us talk about it. Um, and why is that because they think they're still building enough of a case to convict the person well, or, or they, they, they feel like it would show their kind of like mistakes along the way or it might cause him to kill mm, elizabeth okay. and start running okay. yeah. or something and that's, the, that's probably a fair concern um but he but, has no tv he's living in the woods well they don't true, know this but true true uh, but anyway so he walsh just kind of goes renegade and puts out this sketch probably um, with support from the father uh, he, he, they don't say that, but, oh, interesting. Uh, okay. but, um, anyway, so he does go ahead and, and do that. And then on America's most wanted, on America's most wanted, a woman sees the show the next day they're walking through town. Um, and, uh, Elizabeth smart no longer has a veil on, um, because that was drawing too much attention. So now they've put her in like a, a gray wig with sunglasses on. Oh my God. Um, and this woman passes by and sees this guy who's wearing a garb uh a but woman with his same face similar to that sketch. Yeah, yeah exactly and she recognizes him yeah and it's like that's him yeah there's a girl with him that has similar facial features yep. uh and the woman they didn't know about the woman at the time but the wife uh she was like there's two people with a girl 
and the guy looks just like him. So she's like, I want to call America's Most Wanted. And the husband says, no, let's not get involved. Dude, and what? No, but get this. She's like, screw you. Good for her. And so she calls uh, America's Most Wanted anyway, and they send cops to investigate. And at that point, then she um, uh, walks off to the side, and uh, they pull her away, and she says, they ask her if she's Elizabeth Smart, and she says, no, this is my dad. Like, so all wait, the, that all did they, when you say they go. So <clears throat> was that fast enough that the woman saw them on the street and like went to a payphone and they had cops like while those they're no, still I mean, on they, that trip downtown or they had to actually go up into the woods and like track them down? No, no, no. They were still on the road. Oh, got it. So they were able to get there fast enough. Got they it. pulled him aside. Um, he gave a fake name. They all gave fake names, and they're like, "These are all." They called them in. They're like, mm-hmm. "These are all fake names." Mm-hmm. Finally, the cops were like on it. Yeah, and then they arrested. They like. This guy, this officer's like, you clearly look to me like Elizabeth Smart. He holds the thing up, and she goes, and I'm she's not. saying I'm not. And her oh, whole thing man. was again, you know, she's been now tortured for wrong? like nine months. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's just like, I, I don't want to tell you because like you'll, he's gotten away with this over and over mm-hmm. again. He'll probably be released if, if you know. And then she was in cuffs. They put them all in cuffs, um, and she's like, I, I only know of cuffs tv shows when people are in cuffs they're going to jail so she's like i could be put in jail with him yeah he could kill me in the cell yeah like she has no idea what's going to happen um so finally they do get her alone she does admit she's elizabeth smart um they finally figure out who he is find out that he's from salt lake city Mm -hmm. they put it all together and then they're able to like you know rescue her um and so um, she started her own foundation, hmm. um, and, uh, a lot of things kind of, um, you know, spiraled out of that. Um, but, but what happened to him and the wife? So this is the craziest part. Yeah. He didn't stand trial for eight years, but he was in custody. He was in custody in a mental health facility in because, Utah. Yeah. Because he kept um spouting the when they first when the san diego police department first started talking to mm-hmm. him this one guy's uh one of the police officers was said i've worked with a lot of uh mentally ill patients mm-hmm. and this seems like somebody who's playing mentally ill hmm. to try and get out of this right um and so he was declared incompetent to stand trial and then they just put you in a mental health facility oh until you're able to stand trial Oh my god! So but he obviously just, he would just play that off if he was playing it off at that point. Yeah, and eventually they said, "We don't believe you. We don't believe that you're that person anymore, like that you're mentally ill." So yeah. he was declared fit to stand trial, and then he's now uh, got uh, life in prison without when? parole. Um, that was in uh, 2009, and that was in California or in Utah. Uh, that was in California. And then what happened to the wife? The wife got 15 years in prison. Wow. Yeah, she should have gotten a lot more. Yeah, she should dude. not. They should been. never be out. She of should prison. never be out. Um, so, oh, sorry, in December of 2010. So she was kidnapped in 2002. Jeez. So in 2010, he uh, was found guilty. Um, so, isn't that crazy? Yes, that is insane. <laughs> and like 
they have all these reports of like the sisters and like saying that he was just a bad seed from the beginning. Yeah. Well, um, just, there's gotta be, you think about when you start to tear away the layers of these stories, you think about, cause you mentioned it earlier, just like the level of guilt from so many different perspectives, perspectives and having the sister in the bedroom and then the mom in the window. But then like, think about all the people who knew this guy and right. he could probably speak to this craziness. And it's just like every step of the way you have this level of regret and everyone who's been involved and all the people in town who probably just, yeah. I mean, I guess they wouldn't know, I guess how would they know? But then you think about, I don't know, in a city like in a city like San Francisco and in New York and in LA, that seems like it's way more reasonable to have someone walking around with like a younger person, you know, right. being weird. But in any kind of, smaller city or town like how do you 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 if you're going to it sounds like they had a bit of a routine it wasn't like a super common being downtown but they would go to the same places i just don't know how that that goes on for as long as it did even even if it was only nine months or whatnot just to have it like go on that long and not have some question raised but yeah yeah it's just so hard to say um but anyway so that's our first lovely story. <laughs> oh man! And then you that know was, uh, that was <laughs> you know what? Final, we're, we're forty-five in. <laughs> we're forty-five in. Wow. Okay, maybe maybe we should split this into two parts. This I, think might we, be. I think we do two parts. All right, hold on. We'll just do this. So this will be the end of part one. Of yeah. Vomiting. See, this is this is how Game of Thrones works. This yeah. is how you keep. This is this is why our our listenership is is only in the the top ten percent, not the top one percent of all shows ever created. Right exactly yeah so stay tuned yeah for part two yeah which will be equally exciting it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be crazy yeah really crazy yeah yeah, yeah. high level of that 